Hey there, listeners, and welcome back to Fast Lane Learning. I am Kelly Moss, your ACAR Communications Director, and we are back here with another all-new Fast Lane Learning session. Today's episode promises to be exciting and informative, so let's get going. As a reminder, our guests and subject matter experts for each of the Fast Lane Learning episodes are ACAR's 2023 Chair of Professional Standards, Cindy Castelli of EXP Realty, and ACAR's 2022 Chair of Professional Standards, Jackie Casera of Howard Hanna Realty. Fast Lane Learning is high speed and exciting, so fasten your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. ACAR's Fast Lane Learning is a weekly production where we will facilitate quick conversations about key topics in the business of real estate. This is an adult show, and some adult language might occasionally creep into the conversation. It's time to buckle your seatbelts and get yourself prepared for some great real estate answers in a great short format. Welcome to Fast Lane Learning. for another episode of Fast Lane Learning. And today we're talking about a very important set of topics that include creating a business plan, working your sphere and creating that niche sector. So let's start with talking about a business plan. That's obviously a good place to start because everybody's independent contractor um, and doing their finances is, is, I would assume, very of the utmost importance. So how does a new agent go about creating their first business plan? Um, you know, it's it definitely is a whole new world coming in as a new agent. And it's important, like we've talked about tracking things and, um, you know, staying on point with what we need to do. But that business plan is so important to make sure that we are planning our year and knowing what we want to do. Um With that being said, though, things change. So you have to analyze it, I think, as you go. Um, Most offices will have like a day seminar or something to work with new agents for um, developing a business plan and setting their goals and how they're going to reach those goals and and stay on track. Um, But as an agent, you know as you are in the business longer, that that plan has to be kind of fluid because sometimes things change. And, um, you know, you you do things on the fly as you go, but it's important to have a game plan going into the year. Smart. Therese, is is, is business plan creation something that we've ever looked at as far as having... I know you've had classes on that. So I would, I guess, maybe recommend that people check our... Yes, we are going to do, we planning to do two more classes, Lunchtime Success Style, with Atlas, was Shields, Blyce, now Atlas. Okay. <clears throat> One on uh, how to plan for the future, because I think that's something mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. difficult for independent contractors. You don't get a, a tip of a salary with your 401k contribution taken right. out. You have to do it yourself. So it takes some discipline to do that. Sure. So there's that, and there's also what kind of business do you want to be? Do you want to be an LLC? Should you be an S-Corp? So all part of a business plan. There'll be two separate sessions. And, yeah, it is important. Cindy's right. It's very important to to know how many transactions you need to close in a year 
and go from there because you have to have a starting point. It, it's also really important to budget. Yes. It's, you know, sometimes oh, the B word. she said the B word. The B word. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can find that, you know, you have a great spring and businesses yes. happen and then things, you know, calm down towards the end of the year. So you really have to like pay attention mm -hmm. to budgeting that to take you through the year. Exactly. Yeah, I would echo everything that you guys have said, and um, which I seem to be doing a lot of. But um, but it's also really important at the beginning of your career to do something of a self-assessment in terms of how you operate best. There are a lot of people who really like uh, planning a budget. There are a lot of people who really like planning their business and what goals they want to reach numerically. But I think we also have to look at some of the things on the softer side of that. Like, are you even driven by numbers? Is it income and sales volume and the number of homes you've listed and sold that matter most? Or do you have a different set of goals that have more to do with your quality of life? You know, and a lot of people come into real estate because they don't want to be sitting at a computer anymore. They want to be out with people and they want to be doing things that give them, you know, more family time. So what do you want? What do you want in your career? What do you want in the rest of your day? What are your days going to look like? And how do you take care of balancing those family obligations along with your spirit and your physical well-being? You know, are you building things into your business plan that give you time for exercise? Most of us don't. And even if we build it in, it's the thing that we tend to ignore. And I think that's every bit as important as planning for financial goals. And you need both planning and you need boundaries because otherwise things are going to happen anyway and they'll happen by accident. Mm -hmm. And so having a plan, I think one of the best things I ever heard was uh, somebody who talked about business planning as, you know, you can put a ladder up against the wall and climb all the way to the top of the ladder and suddenly realize you put it up against the wrong wall. Yeah. You know, so really do a self-assessment and then look realistic, realistically at who you are and how you function. That's so true. It, 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 I, I couldn't agree more. It's um, you, We've talked in other episodes about having mentors. And I remember a mentor years ago saying, um, you can't want more for people than they want for themselves. Right. And um, that is something where... As an agent, you really have to ask yourself, what do I want out of this career? Um, what do I want it to look like? And Jackie's so right that you do. You have to set boundaries because sometimes things get really busy. And, um, you know, in a market where people are anxious to make sure they get a home, um, you have to be available, but you also have to be healthy about it. Right. And people look so much mm -hmm. to the concept of life-work balance. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that you're really going to achieve life-work balance in real estate, but what we have that most <clears throat> careers don't have is life-work integration. You know, that yeah, you can be at a t-ball game with your grandchild and pick up a client at the game because you were talking to, you know, to other family members. Right. And so, you know, we really have that, um, that opportunity that other people, you know, who do face a computer all day long don't necessarily have. Great point. Well, and I'm glad you said that because that kind of takes us into the next part of that our overall topic today, which is let's let's talk a little bit about your sphere. You you said that you know you could be at a grandchild's foot or baseball game, t-ball mm -hmm. game, and and increase your sphere of influence by sitting in the stands watching right. you know the game, mm -hmm. um, wearing your company logo, exactly. and having people talk right. to you about real estate. So right. so what are the best you know, ideas for a brand new agent whose sphere of influence is very, very small, certainly, because they've just gotten their license to to 
work that and farm that what they know. Well, their sphere may be small relative to real estate. Correct. But it doesn't necessarily mean that their sphere is small. So one of the things that we always talk about with new agents is who's on your wedding list? If oh, you're planning you a wedding right now, who would be the 200 to 250 people that you would want to make sure attended your wedding? Who would you invite? That's your sphere. That's your, your most immediate sphere. Now look at everybody else who are the people who are perhaps less close to you, but good acquaintances, people that uh, you share hobbies with. Um, what are the passions and struggles that you have in common with people? I'm in a puppy training class right now, and I'm <laughs> constantly wearing logo wear when I'm in the puppy class because because somebody will talk to me about real estate. And so neighbors, who are your neighbors? Who are your past neighbors? Who are your present neighbors? Who are the people who provide you with services? You need the categories that are going to prompt you to engage all of them with information about you and the fact that you are now in real estate. Right. And how do you do that? Social media is probably by far mm -hmm. the least expensive and most meaningful way to get, get to hit all those people at one time. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, I always tell agents, you know, make a list of everybody that you know. And then, you know, go to acquaintances, go to people you do business with. Right. Um, you know, friends of friends. And let those people know that you're, you've started a new endeavor and that you're in real estate and ask for the help. You know, your friends may not be moving, but their friends may be moving or sure. a family member. So just say, you know, hey, keep me in mind. Um, you know, I, I'm wanting to grow my business. I'm, this is very serious to me. I want to be in this for the long haul. Um, you know, please keep your ears open and let me know when you come across somebody. And people will help you. They'll help you grow your business as well. So your sphere goes beyond just you. Right. right. And people want to do business yeah. with people they know, like, and trust. Absolutely. And they yeah. may not know, like, and trust you in real estate yet, but they know, like, and trust you in some endeavor. Right. So figure That's out right. what that is. And tap into that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, a niche sector. So what exactly is that as it applies to real estate? And is it important for an agent to create a niche for themselves, like right from the get go? Um, you know, I think that being having a niche sector in real estate um, will develop. But I think initially, as a new agent, you may not know what that is yet until you get your feet wet and you do some business and you find what sector of the market that you enjoy. Do you enjoy working with first-time um, buyers? Do you enjoy working with seniors? Do you enjoy, you know, people that are upgrading homes, young sure. families? Um, you know, so you, you'll find what your niche market is by what energizes you. So I think you just need to kind of get your feet wet and look at all of it, work all of it, and um, that will emerge for you, I think. It will reveal itself, it like will. the great big plan it that will. it is, right? It does, and it, niches can be either geographic, like neighborhoods, or demographic, like Cindy said, age, you know, whatever mm -hmm. age group, whatever phase of housing people are in, whatever, you know, whatever income level you're dealing with in terms of, you know, what brings the people to those neighborhoods. But there's another sector that I love, and that's the psychographic sector. And those are the birds of a feather that are flocking together for some reason, whether they're doing it voluntarily or just circumstantially. So in the psychographics, you have things like golf course communities. Oh, you know, if you want to wow. farm a golf course community, 
community or two or three, or if you're a, a I'm not a golfer, but but <laughs> if you wanted to be somebody who was working with people who enjoyed that particular mm-hmm. sport, same thing with historic homes and with uh, people who want to live in a town, you know, and be able to walk to the, the coffee shop in their town, you know, something like that. Know that about people and know that about what you like yourself. Are you a rural person or are you urban? Are you suburban? You know, right. how does that work? Um, well, I think one of the most underserved sectors in psychographics are people who are experiencing a divorce. You know, and that's one of those arenas where, you know, we've done seminars over the years for both the public and the professionals, because it's a whole scope of professional services that are required where people really need us right at that very critical moment in time. So specializing in things that are uncommon, you know, is sometimes really helpful. And that's that's a true niche. Excellent. Well, as always, excellent advice, ladies. We've reached our destination for today, and and, uh, I want to thank Cindy and Jackie for their input for today. Please be sure to join us next week for the next Fast Lane Learning installment. And until then, drive safely and keep your learning in the fast lane.